Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Have you guys noticed on Instagram everybody posting these 10-year challenge photos, like where they post a photo of themselves from like 10 years ago, and then they're like, look how age has treated me, and they're beautiful still? J-Lo is ageless. I'm I'm so Is anyone surprised, though? Is anyone surprised? Ah. Well, anyway, I've been scrolling through wondering, what has 10 years done to the Bay Area? How has it changed it? I don't know. Are you, were you guys around? Erica, what? I don't know how to break this to you. Uh, I We weren't around. I was a freshman in high school in oh Minnesota. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I was a freshman in college oh, in man. Connecticut. I, like, picked the wrong producers this week. But, but you look for producers who are problem solvers. We can solve this problem because this newsroom is filled with people who weren't only actually in the Bay Area, but they were reporting on all of these issues. So today on the show, we're going to do a 10-year challenge for the Bay Area. And we're going to get some help from KQED reporters covering politics, tech, arts, and science. So I bet if we go out and talk to them, they can break it down for us. That's a millennial I like to hear. (laughs) That's a millennial you like to hear. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, See ya, Erica. Peace. I think we should start with Marisa Lagos. Let's do it. Hey, guys. Tell us, where were you 10 years ago? So I was a staff reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle at the time. I was covering City Hall still, so David Chu became the new uh, board president. He's now a state assemblyman, first Chinese-American to run the Board of Supervisors. Schwarzenegger was the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Gavin Newsom was still mayor. And I think this was the moment when the extent of the financial crisis was starting to become clear. The Dow tumbled more than 500 points after two pillars of the street tumbled over the weekend. And so I think in California, like, the real sense of that was the state budget. It was a disaster. The truth is that California is broke. Its $15 billion budget deficit is expected to widen into a $42 billion chasm. The governor and the legislature can't agree on a fix, and every day the state gets deeper in debt. So by the summer of 2009, we had the state legislature and governor unable to come to an agreement. They blew through this deadline. They didn't have a budget, which meant they couldn't spend money. And within a couple of days, the state controller started issuing IOUs to people the state owed money to because they were worried about essentially running out of money. So literally the state was like, we can't actually pay you, but hopefully soon we'll be able to. Absolutely. And I mean, this is a time when you had yeah legislative staffers going to credit unions to ask them to give them a paycheck 
check because they weren't getting paid until a budget got passed. I mean, I remember there was magazine articles with the titles, Is California a Failed State? There was a real sense of, can the state come out of this um, and come out on the other side? How about let's bring it to now? Are we still a failed state? (laughs) Uh, no, I think I, I don't think we were ever a failed state, to be fair. And I think that some of that, just my own personal side, is like people hate California. Like that was like all the California haters are really enjoying that, you know. Looking back at that point, the state had like a $25 billion deficit. Now we have about that as a surplus. Thanks, Marisa. Thank you. So obviously tech culture is huge here in the Bay Area. So next we're going to check in with Sam Harnett, our in-house tech reporter. What kind of tech was super sexy at the time? There was like your BlackBerry. That was right. sexy. Right. And what what else was sexy in tech? I mean, people were really trying to make this leap from a desktop, laptop to mobile. And the, like, companies like Google and Facebook were really concerned about that at the time. Companies that were primarily focused on the internet were still around information and connecting people. And now the internet and things happening uh, online and on mobile is like part of everybody's business. Now we're onto the internet of things, right? Like everything in your house is all gonna be connected to the internet. Back in 2009, like the only thing that probably connected to your internet was your computer. What was kind of the, in the, in the industry and with the workers and things, what did tech look like from that vantage point? Oh man, in 2009, if you were like looking at a media story about tech, usually it was about like, wow, it's so cool to work at these places. You get free food and they'll do your laundry and they'll maybe shuttle you to work and back. And a lot of what I covered actually were protests against tech workers over issues of gentrification. I mean, that was the big issue in the Bay Area is how are these mega companies with their huge campuses affecting things like housing and transit? That's obviously still a huge issue. But now what you're seeing is workers in these companies really upset with what their companies are doing, right? Like taking big contracts with the military or making products that are addictive or making phones that you have to buy every year. Like workers are getting upset with all of that and you're actually seeing protests, which you would never have seen in 2009. And at the same time, for the first time ever, you're seeing critical media coverage and you're seeing government regulators saying like, oh, like you should come to Capitol Hill and talk about your product because you know, we think maybe it was used to influence an election or maybe all this data collection is a bad thing. Like those conversations were not happening at the federal level. Sam Harnett, thanks so much, man. Thanks a lot, guys. So I think we should find Chloe Veltman. Chloe. Oh, hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Okay, so uh, we were wondering if we can ask you to do the 10-year challenge with us, and so we were hoping to do it from a cultural perspective. Yeah, so basically if 10 years ago, 2009, it's like a Friday night, Saturday night, and you want to go out and have get some culture, have a good time, what are you looking at in the Bay Area? What are your options? What's the landscape? You could go see these tiny underground shows. You could go to, at that point, still quite a lot of warehouse kind of rave things. But then you could also, of course, go to more traditional arts and culture offerings, symphony, ballet, uh, all of that. Now, a lot of that is still the case today, obviously. But, you know, we have seen a lot of turnover in venues over the last uh, 10 years, particularly because, you know, the economy tanks in 2008. The other thing is there was city funding that kind of was dwindling, 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 like from the hotel tax. And by 2009, it was pretty much almost not there. But now, because of the passing of Prop E last November, it means suddenly there's city funding has been restored for the arts. 
So now we're going to start seeing some, possibly some more of these sort of arts organisations coming back to life and certainly having more funding than they've had, you know, since the financial crash. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see you guys. Thanks for dropping by. Okay, so I guess Arts has lost a lot of money. Yeah, but I guess good thing maybe they're getting some of it back. It was a little darker than I was expecting the Arts talk to be. Hi, I'm Lauren Summer. I'm a science and environment reporter at KQED. Where were you 10 years ago? I worked here. I was doing the same job 10 years ago. <laughs> Great, then you're exactly who we want. So what was going on 10 years ago in on the science beat for the Bay Area? We knew the climate was changing back then. But I think in the scientific community, people were really looking at how would climate change really show up here in the Bay Area? You know, one of the stories I did 10 years ago was talking to a scientist who was studying this at the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. Jim Barry was kind of like leading me into this dark basement there where he did his studies. There was this big, almost refrigerated space where he kept the deep sea animals that required cold. And there were these weird looking clam things called brachiopods. What he was studying was a change that scientists were just starting to really talk about, ocean acidification, that the water in the ocean is becoming more acidic. And that can be bad for things like animals with shells. It really was a story that I was really kind of surprised about at the time. I didn't really know anything about it. People really weren't talking about it in the general public. And now 10 years later, we are really truly seeing it play out. And the place you can actually see it happen is up in Point Reyes at the Hog Island Oyster Farm. This is a place people in the Bay Area love to go, right, to eat oysters. I went to go talk with Terry Sawyer, who runs Hog Island Oysters. What kind are these? These are our Sweetwaters. It's a Pacific oyster. Terry is really concerned about climate change because it is hitting his bottom line for sure. He needs these shipments of baby oysters. And he wasn't getting them. The hatchery just wasn't able to produce the baby oysters. They were dying off. And it turned out that the hatchery was pulling in water from the ocean like it always does. But that water was more acidic and it was killing off the young oysters. And so it's, you know, 10 years ago, we really weren't quite sure what acidifying oceans and climate change was going to look like. And now we can say it's it's hurting people's livelihoods. It's making them realize they're having to change everything because of climate change. You didn't make me ask a single oh, question. <laughs> but great, that I was a, you, stop talking. No, 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 that was amazing. Thank you for sharing. It looks like ten years has done a lot of good for the Bay Area. I mean, the state was broke 10 years ago, and now it's flush. And I guess it's pretty obvious here in the Bay Area, because that gap between the wealthy and the poor right now is pretty big. And that has consequences, which we're living out in problems like housing affordability, healthcare, and even arts and music venues. They get squeezed out by high-paying competition. So maybe the last 10 years hasn't been so good for the Bay Area. I don't know. But really, I want to know what you think. How have you seen the Bay Area change over the last 10 years? And what does your 10-year challenge for the Bay Area look like? Call us at 415-553-2273 and leave us a voice message giving us your take. You can also share it on social media using the hashtag TheBayKQED or email us at TheBay at KQED.org. 
A huge thank you to KQED producers Jessica Plachek and Ryan Levy of the Bay Curious team for making this episode. And another shout out to Ashley and Craigbaum for producing and editing it. I'm Erica Aguilar. You've been listening to The Bay. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit Donate dot kqed dot org slash podcasts to sign up now that's podcast with an s thanks